talk about the project of the Creative Society, which was being launched on the platform of Alatra International Public Movement and has already united millions of people from all over the world. Creative Society is society of a new format where human beings are the center of every process in the society, where each and every person is guaranteed freedom, equal rights and possibilities, prosperity and opportunities to constantly develop oneself as a person and as a professional. Today, we are ex very excited to talk about such a society and we can build in the shortest time possible. So my name is Olga and my co-host for today, Anna, and she will introduce our guest. Hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> and before we start, I would like to talk about one event, unprecedented, I would say history-changing event that has taken place on the 20th of March 2021. It was a conference, a worldwide yes. conference creative society what the prophets dreamt of and it was a chance for humanity to unite to show people the way to unite the whole world and before we start we start to talk about the creative society before we go into more details about this project i would like us to watch a short very short video about the feedback of our viewers from this conference let's watch it Amazing, oh, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so grateful to be part of this Creative Society program. Thank you guys. Let's keep doing this until we unite mankind. It was a humbling and exciting and inspiring experience to one of us. We want this world to be a better place. We want to leave this world better than when we found it. We want... I'm honored and I'm flattered um, just getting to know the idea of this conference and just watching how diverse it was. and you know, understanding that how God is love and how we can love each other equally. In total, I have heard, I've listened, and I've understood from the people around the world, the way people actually pour their heart out. And it was so phenomenal to see people from different religions talking almost the same language. I'm totally inspired and motivated by what I received from the conference on the power of love and the role each one of us plays to build it. This is a very beautiful moment I'm sharing that all volunteers all across the globe, we want happiness, we want peaceful life, we want togetherness, we want a life where everyone should live in peace and truth purified from false. People will be able to understand their religion truly who washed it and accepted the truth. I think we will succeed in everything. I believe it. The importance of the Creative Society, as I understand it, is to implement all the good qualities of a person. Such freedom of spirit, such unification of people, such an example of what people who feel the need and strive for the freedom can do, feel the need for this unification, because they understand that these are such times that we simply have no other option. And besides, it is a need, the need of every heart.
So yes, this is the wonderful, the perfect, the supportive world we're going to talk about today with our dear guest, who I'm so thrilled, absolutely thrilled to introduce to you, Dr. Dipali Pulikar. I will just uh, tell you a couple of words about her, and then I hope she can share a little bit more about herself. So she's a leadership coach at Transformational Leadership. She's also a CEO at Great Leap Consultants. She's a associate professor at St. Francis Institute of Management and Research, and she's also an author, a speaker, and holds multiple awards for her amazing achievements. Welcome to the program, Dipali. We are so excited to have you today with us. And my first question for you is just tell us a little bit more about yourself. Tell us what inspired you to chose your career path and maybe what drives you in your professional life and beyond. So namaskar to everyone. I'll start with a small shlok that is Loka Samasta Sukino Bhavantu. Let all beings everywhere in this world be free and happy. And may my thoughts, action and words contribute to their happiness in their lives. Um, uh, firstly, let me extend a heartfelt gratitude and appreciation uh, to the work that Creative Society is undertaken. It is absolutely phenomenal uh, because to tell human beings to be human, I mean, this is a very strong message that uh, we are looking forward to pass on to the current generation and the new generation which is going to come. So what we are trying here at Creative Society is probably, you know, shuffling and causing a lot of turbulence to understand the inner core to the outer core. So the, it's holistic welfare and well-being. And congratulations to every single soul in Creative Society who is creating this sensitivity of being human in today's world. Uh, coming to me, how I chose this profession, uh, it's, a, it's a long story, which I'll cut short. Uh, you know, when we dine together uh, in India, we normally dine with uh, the entire family. And uh, when it comes to choosing career, there were a lot of careers that were, you know, offered to me, uh, you know, in front on the platter by my father and mother. You can uh, be a professor, you can go into aviation, uh, you can even be a storyteller, uh, you can start your own organization. It was very, very surprising to me when they told me that you can start your own organization because we come from a middle class family and middle class family looks at job security as the first uh, solution when it comes to earning and uh, then slowly and steadily I said let me see whether people like listening to my thoughts uh, can I be a thought leader and how I can contribute to my society and my nation because I think we need that ecosystem everywhere not only in India but everywhere mm -hmm. when we create thought uh, leaders we create leaders who influence the current generation and the new generation to, they, to be the agents of change and stimulate the conditions for interdependence and working. So this was how I uh, probably chose my lecture. I gave my first lecture and after the lecture, my director told me, yes, people like to listen to what you are telling and people are getting influenced. And that was my Eureka moment. I said, yes, now I've got my profession. I know that I could be a good orator. And uh, I, I drive uh, all my motivation uh, from the spiritual epic granthas that we have. And uh, an exemplary leader of 16th century who always moved me in India is uh, Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj of 16th century, mm -hmm. a first class exemplary leader 
who only talked about welfare and well-being of all and when elena contacted me and uh, you know we i read uh, through the articles and i attended your conferences i mean that was the aha moment i think i had a leader in 16th century who practiced this who demonstrated this and we are discussing 300 years today so i mean that was the synergy that uh, you know crossed my thoughts Mm-hmm. Yes. Thank you so much for sharing with us your opinion and about the creative society. Yes, all prophets say yeah, about the uh, creative society before and what is in conference uh, they discuss about it from all religions. Yes, thank you so much. And as the topic of our today's conversation is the creative society, uh, my next question for you is how do you envision the creative society like um, as harmonious safe perfect world where every person will be happy to live in how do you envision that creative society okay i envision all your eight foundations simply because i have a masterpiece in literature if you look at india there is ancestral wisdom and there is a lot of sage wisdom and saint wisdom which has gone into nurturing the thoughts on uh, being uh, you know appreciating human value okay human freedom then you talk of transparency openness of communication equality and justice and believe me whether it was saint tukaram or saint uh, shri gajanan maharaj or saint satam maharaj or saint uh, you know shankar maharaj the 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 saint uh, you know what do you say the saint sanskars have been very strong so one of the masterpieces is written by saint gyaneshwar of uh, maharashtra in 1275 approximately uh, 1275 ad and uh, he has written 9000 stanzas uh, 9000 ovs to be very precise and the summarization of this 9000 ovs or stanzas is made into nine stanzas the summarization so i'll just tell you the three stanzas which envelops or intertwines all the uh, foundations of creative society so the first stanza talks about ata vishwatmake deve yene vagyatne toshave ब्यूटिफुलिस So what he says is, let the bad thoughts get vanished. Let these children imbibe good thoughts and get involved in pious and good deeds. He doesn't say here that these bad children should be vanished. He says the thoughts should be vanished. So that is an important note out here. He says that these people should, the people who had bad thoughts, get involved in pious deeds and good deeds, and everyone should become close friends and have soul companionship. and the beautifully he mentions it is not human beings alone but it is the entire ecosystem mother nature who could get connected through this stanza and the last one which is really important i feel and uh, talks about self religion which is duritanse timira jao vishwa swadharme surya paho jo je manchil tete laho prani jat 
what does this mean the darkness of all evils and evil deeds should get vanished and the whole world should see the glowing sun of self religion uh, saint nyaneshwar never mentioned a particular religion because he is in fact aware and conscious that all religions only lead to peace and happiness i think this was the best masterpiece which was narrated to me in my family until date i have been using this uh, as a very good seed of thought which puts the greatest religions of human beings which is humanity in fourth in your every action every deed and every karma that you do in your life mhm Well, thank you so much for this amazing parallel. It's so inspiring and it's it's so inspiring to see that yes, regardless of, you know, what nation people come from, what age they are, what yes. religion they are, yeah, even yes. what century they come from, they all talk about one and the same thing in this world that we, you know, want to live in this perfect, happy, supportive world. It's the same for everyone, you know. It's amazing how similarly we see it. and yes. actually you've already mentioned the eight foundations and this is actually how the project of creative society was yes. you know came to life and how these eight foundations you know came to be because the participants of the alatra movement have conducted research for over 10 years yes. in all the countries of the world and they were asking people the same question we asked you today how do you envision envision this wonderful this perfect world and the conclusion that we came you know to is the same what you are voicing now that we all want the same thing it's absolutely the same and it's amazing how similar it is and these eight foundations they they came as pillars you know based on this amazing research that was done and it came it's it's a summary as you said there from 9000s yeah you said uh, yes. from points and so these eight foundations they came from also from millions and billions probably of answers of people from all over the world and to give our dear viewers a little bit more details about the these eight foundations that we are now going to talk about in more detail i would like us to again watch a short video <laughs> This creative society project was born by the initiative of the people themselves. After we carried out many social surveys, interviews, conferences, and well, we talked to many people really all over the world. These eight foundations of the creative society is the result of the desire, the demand of the people themselves, because they talk about it. They tell us how they want to live, where, in what world, in what kind of society they want to live, what values are the most important for them. And after analyzing everything, we understand that yes, there are these eight foundations that now we can share with everybody. It is a complex of values of each person in this world. It's 
So yes, uh, dear Dipali, we know <laughs> you've already talk, started talking about these eight foundations, and now we want to hear a little bit more about it. What what do you think about them? Maybe one of them or all of them resonate, you know, with your more with your worldview more than the others. And the main question is: Do you think the implementations of these eight foundations of creative society will improve people's lives? Will improve the situation in the world as it is now? Yes, Olga and Anna, I mean, this is the million dollar question that you asked me. Let me thank you for this question asked. Uh, definitely and 100% agree with all the eight foundations simply for the fact that this eight foundations were demonstrated and practiced by the greatest transformational leader that is Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj. Fortunately, my work is on the leadership. I've done my PhD on transformational leadership of Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj and how institutions can be built rather than building organizations. Apart from mm -hmm. this, uh, you know, what I did, I, I have generated, curated all my PhD work and written a book which is known as Transformational Leadership of Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj and Ageless Inspiration. Now you take your first foundation. First foundation is human life. I think Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj and the, the seal, uh, the vision of the Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj in itself is an evidence which talked about welfare of mankind. There are enough documentary evidences, there are enough uh, uh, no writings which validate that uh, state that the seal of Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj, you know, like the crescent moon, the kingdom of Maharaj would grow for the welfare of mankind. So the, the foundation you're speaking today is already practiced. And it is enough evidence that it is the need of the hour. I think we have put it somewhere in the luggage backside, which we got to remove. I think it is mm -hmm. ignored. So human life, human freedom and human safety. If you talk about three foundations, Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj has already done a work on it, where we lived in the era of slaves, wherein I hire somebody and he becomes my slave. That mentality, that uh, you know, transition is already done by Chhatrapati, Maha Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj. He is a conscious king, a king who talks only about welfare of people. He bought only people's problem. He made people problem his own problems. And that is why we had valor, courage and bravery practiced unconsciously by the people who had zero levels of literacy. Today I have technology. Today I have all the resources. And yet, I'm failing to move people in 21st century, mm -hmm. okay, to follow the path of ethics, to follow good deeds, okay, to talk about justice and equality. I think when Shivaji Maharaj, Chhatrapati Shivaji Maharaj started the kingdom of Hindaviswaraj, no merit was left unrewarded, no effort was uh, you know, went uh, not recognized. Every single effort, every human being was rewarded for talent and merit. But today, are we uh, using a similar kind of, uh, you know, mechanism to reward talent or it is something else? We need to question. We need to introspect, isn't it? Now, you look at development of personality as we as leaders, are we developing and uplifting people? Are we creating more leaders? Is only specific group of organizations creating more leaders or more managers? Okay. So, mm -hmm. Chhatrapati... Shivaji definitely deserves a mention because he infused essential, strong sense of commitment, okay, organization, citizenship, behavior, and gave impetus which was required in terms of, uh, you know, 
uh, you talk about loyalty in terms of perseverance and that is why people went that extra mile for him without he forcing them that is the beauty of a leader without being forced you on your own get influence to act for welfare of character building of people welfare of the nation and welfare of the business which is not to be a by product so if you talk about the welfare you talk about well being everything just becomes a by product he had zero tolerance okay when there was uh, there, there was uh, there was an incident a short story that i would like to narrate to you ranza bhati was a tyrant uh, he was a village patel in a small village and he abused a woman and that was not tolerated immediately uh, you know he was called into darbar uh, the uh, you know uh, the court uh, took its proceedings and when found guilty his hands and legs were chopped off so zero tolerance was administered by chhatrapati shivaji maharaj and utmost respect given to women in his swarajya so i think these are the little qualities like discipline selflessness commitment towards our own country our own members our own society that is how i think the eight foundations of creative society get a, get a good synergy with what i'm talking today mm-hmm. yes thank you so much how you say the yeah, discrimination in the creative society no discrimination we all correct matter correct where you from where you are and you need respect every person because human life it's first our foundation it's the like basic needs and everything yes. from uh human life thank you so much for sharing to speak about eight foundation thank you so uh, you know what i think is uh, we need to actually introspect and retrospect and propel ourselves with this eight foundations and create an ecosystem of collaboration coexistence and cooperation because we should practice abundance mentality Olga is different, Dipali is different, Anne is different, and we are all unique. So we have something in each other wherein we can collaborate on, have a synergy build, and give back to the society in a way wherein we all get self enlightened during the process. I think this is what I can wish for all of us because we are completely different yet similar, and yet share the same sentiment of human value, which is of highest importance. Yes, yes. Thank you so much. No competition. Just perfect. celebrating our differences. Yes, celebrating yes. them. Not not focusing on them. Not use them as a division between ourselves. But to to celebrate them. To find this uniqueness in everyone. To find how this enriches all of us. Absolutely. Thank you. Absolutely. And I mean, you struck the right chord. You used the right phrases. Absolutely. Celebrating differences. to enjoy synergy i think that is a strong message that i'd like to give to everyone and uh, one thought you know is that uh, we should elevate and uplift each other and get self self enlightened and you know what chatrapati did in 16th century you know the leader the exemplary leader who practiced all this foundation in 16th century has given mm-hmm. an evidence that they are true and it is the need of the hour So I think what he could do in 16th century, we can definitely do it today with the help of yes. each other. Collaboration is the key word, I guess. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes, thank you so much. And also, you have been teaching, consulting, and training people for many years. Yes. It says on your LinkedIn that you helped like transform more like 
10,000 yes. individuals in the academic journey. It's really yes. impressive. <laughs> so uh, you know the educational field so well, yes? And I would like you ask a question, but first let's watch a video, short video, and then we yes. will Sure. Right now, I'd like to read a short letter that one school principal sent to every teacher he employed. A very old letter, but very important. Dear teacher, I have survived a concentration camp. My eyes saw things that no man should ever see. I saw how educated engineers were building gas chambers. I saw how qualified doctors poisoned children. I saw how trained nurses killed babies, how graduates of higher educational institutions shoot and burn children and women. That's why I do not trust education. I am asking you, help your pupils become humans. Your efforts should never lead to the creation of scientist monsters, trained psychopaths, educated Eichmanns, reading, writing and mathematics are only important when they're helping our children become more human. However, in the creative society, dear friends, in the society that we're all dreaming of, education is teaching us unity. It's teaching us to love. It is inspiring and open up our best human qualities. This is education with teaches us how to love and respect each other, how to live in peace and friendship together. This is education that opens up our individual potential and helps us to become highly qualified specialists with high moral and human values. Yes, thank you. And I would like, I would like to ask you, what do you mm. think is lacking in the current educational system and how should the educational system be built in the creative society? Okay, I think education gives uh, power to think, it gives me power to choose uh, and explore. So education should be beyond education. Education should be in the open environment uh, in collaboration with the ecosystem that is mother nature. I think education should be beyond grades, beyond marks. Uh, education should un, you know, uh, unwind or tap into the hidden potential or the talent uh, of an individual. I think we should be all taught to accept failures because there is no, there is no such word as being perfect at everything. So Olga could be perfect at something. Maybe Olga could be good at something. Anne could be good at something. I could be good at something. Okay. Uh, more importantly, how, how to nurture our feelings, how to follow a path of good ethics and good morals. Uh, because the byproduct of good relationship is everything that you get. You get luxurious cars, you get money, you get salary. But what satisfaction you will get uh, if somebody calls you and tells you, yes, you made a difference to my life. I think a MasterCard cannot buy it. Okay, this is what education should give us. 
it should not become a performance measuring yardstick that i get 95% and i'm endorsed by the society wow i'm a top grader no a 50% person who secures 50% can be exclusively good at his exams that he gives for life okay and this person who gets 90% cannot be good probably would not be good at giving exams in his personal and professional life that is open life exams nature gives test first and then checks whether you have performed good or no so i feel getting collaborated with nature okay and making giving more respect uh by being organic by conserving planet is more important to you know uh talk or deliver more into the education sector for example when i'm delivering lectures uh, i take manage i teach management graduates in st francis institute and i take organizational behavior lectures so organization behavior lectures talks about uh, putting in the right attitude talking about choosing good values okay how we can introspect on our values so teenagers tell that if we are not accepted by a group we probably sometimes try to compromise on values which is not correct so are the values endorsed by society and the values that i follow in a complete sync or is there is a difference if there is a difference do i need to change my own values or do i need to be a change agent to change the societal values for good i think this is what society uh, this is what the the education society should teach children i think it's exploring the hidden potential in everyone because everybody is really unique and that is evident from different uh, ceo stories that you see different organizations that are built okay an eight pass becoming a ceo it's it's not surprising everybody so talented we are yet to tap uh, this talent in everyone i think we there's a room for everyone there is no need of competition at all i think what we need to do is collaborate with each other to find this hidden talents and let them take over their Thank you, thank you so much. It's everything you're saying is so inspiring. And uh, something you said earlier in your answer um, caught my attention, and I'd like to talk a little bit more about it, about yes. the difference between leader and manager, because uh, nowadays these two words often just are used interchangeably but I think the difference in connotation is quite significant and you started to explain in it but I, I, I want to dive into this topic with a little bit more detail what do you think you know is a true leader in the in the truest meaning of this word and you know how can he or she help to create a, you know a working environment where every person will feel valued feel safe feel important feel heard you know how how can a leader help create such an environment what values maybe you know should a leader enforce in people so such an environment thrives in a team okay so i will uh, give you a quick snapshot of the definition that emerged out of my study this study was conducted with 76 ceos and approximately 400 respondents who worked with the leader and leaders under them and what emerged out of definition i tried the bas model of transformational leadership and i looked at the 16th century old leadership which is more identifiable and imperative in today's world so transformation leadership is the ability of a leader which is backed by the skill character 
intelligence and deeds which greatly looks into the welfare of people placing a strong emphasis on ethics moral values and trust i think these are the these are the pillars or foundation of a transformational leader which has emerged out of study now who is a leader uh, i think a leader is a person who is selfless who is a conscious leader who looks at uh, the welfare of people and who buys people's problem i have often heard bosses saying okay you have a problem solve it don't come to me with that problem if you're coming with mm-hmm. a problem come with a solution but i had chatrapati mm-hmm. who bought in the people's problems okay and he solved those problems and what what do we need i i think we need that somebody somebody listens to us at workplace okay we are talking about mental welfare mental wellbeing today but this was ever existent in 16th century as well so how did he deal with people who had low literacy levels he didn't have technology and yet he achieved a formidable task of uniting people under a single flag that is freedom okay that is welfare that he practiced he never had me vision today's mm-hmm. leaders have me vision you tell me any of the leaders who start the organization organization or an institution start with their own vision would you me or olga buy into the vision unless we are convinced it is very very difficult for people to convince to buy into the vision and mission of the organization unless the vision and mission of the organization does not talk about the welfare and well-being of people uh the three little words ego ego mhm yeah thank you how much do we talk about them isn't yeah. it we have to let it go i mean can you walk today in your organization only with your name you know exclusively exclusively only your name and not with your designation uh, can i walk as dr dipali purekar only and create that difference are people accepting you as a leader believing you in a leader and getting influenced uh, to inspire others and the surrounding areas for the good work that you have done without the title and designation of ceo that is what chatrapati did so he he never had this ego problems i have talked about social vision if you have a social vision i think people will buy into the vision and work for the social vision goal setting is in another area where leaders often you know are not very successful managers will get the task done they will manage the age of people and get the targets done but a leader's task is something more than this it is talking about managing rather not managing nurturing the values the emotions that he has built into the organization which will be into another journey of institution there are a variety of books which is written down into the market business books which talks about good to great okay by jim collins mm-hmm. building <laughs> built to last long sorry so these books are evident enough to let us know how organizations can be built and more importantly uh, respect is a bygone word why do you hire people definitely to get your job done but if it is done with care if it is done with nurturing their aspirations i think people will endorse you as the best organization and endorsing you as a best organization will be without any expenses because you are talking about policies you are talking about practices which nurture people 
you don't need to force somebody to give a testimony for you being the best it will automatically happen the foundations of creative society is a good amount of evidence why people are getting connected to you there there is a resonation of thoughts isn't it you as a creative society gave us eight foundations these foundations are evident that they are practiced in the 16th century practice student it is imperative it is the need of the hour uh, and more importantly there are omitted pieces of character and internal compass of moral values and ethics so i think if this pieces are joined together i think we'll have beautiful or the best leaders to lead our countries our nations and our institutions so this is what my study talks about from the book transformational leadership of chatrapati shivaji maharaj ageless inspiration it is also available in kindle if definitely you get a chance please to have a look at it mm-hmm. i think this is all that i could uh, gather uh, to have the best of leaders crafted for transformational leadership it should be a huge change internally i think we should introspect mm-hmm. internally and then we you know the results will be evident yes thank you and i also want to add about a leader yes and a leader in creative society shouldn't like don't have any benefits in society how we said before we are all equal and it's no you don't have a higher social status or whatever we, if you feel you have more responsibility you can take a be a leader sure without any benefits in society thank you Eric. yes and uh, also we know you are a motivational speaker and dr okay. dipali my next question is what do you think uh, serves us as a source of motivation for a person is any uh, external motivation a person may have a long lasting one or is it true source and strength of a person comes from within how you think okay this is my favorite question people ask me on this and my quick answer or a quick response i appreciate is that it is intrinsic motivation external motivation mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, diffuses when it is achieved if it is linked to an external factor it diffuses for example if i'm looking for a bmw car if that's my external factor of motivation for my uh, deeds to be done i once i get it it's all gone so what mm-hmm. is next but intrinsic motivation keeps the fire burning uh, i i think that it is your value it is your sanskars it is your character it is your morals which keep you running for example few minutes back i told you that uh, when i deliver sessions uh, since i am a motivation speaker the greatest motivation to me is that somebody calling me and telling me uh, the session was uh, very good but apart from it being good i have implemented this uh, points of your session and believe me it has worked wonders to me when i get such calls or when i get calls when you know you have spoken indeedly well and this has touched me here you know in the heart and i feel that i'm changing a little bit i think this is this is the best reward that i have ever got uh, because money will will come definitely not a problem but i think these are the best rewards and awards when your when your clients give that satisfaction endorsement that yes you're on the right path 
and uh, we are definitely finding this change within us i think this is the most significant part of contributing in somebody else's life and yet feeling that yes you know this is my motivation you know getting contri- uh, you know contributing to somebody's uh, life and that life is changing in front of your eyes uh, my students becoming all of a sudden ceos i mean that is the greatest pat on my back mm-hmm. Thank you so much. Yeah, you know, it's very similar to I think the project of the Creative Society because and yes. to, to our whole Alatra movement because we are all volunteers here and people ask I think every one of us so many times we get this question, why are you doing it? You know, what yes. do you get it? You know, what what do you get it from from it? And and it's just like it's so funny to hear this question because as you said, you know, whatever it is in the outer world that you can get whether it's money or fame or anything material really it just you know it passes so quickly when people yes. think that you're you know that you're doing it for something material it just sounds really funny because i think those people are yet to discover as you said this joy that is yes. incomparable to anything joy of making a change okay. in one person's lives or in the whole society it just and this is the motivation that it doesn't it doesn't you know and it just every day when you feel that you're making at least a tiny contribution a tiny change you get even more inspired yes. more motivated and it just yeah you're, you're absolutely right this is this is the motivation that never ends and Another I think question. exactly exactly uh, narrated by you and uh, it is the eternal joy and this is going to live for a longer time than your external or extrinsic motivation I think that is the best way to enjoy and fulfill our purpose of being humans Yeah absolutely and one of my most favorite questions uh during yes. this live broadcast I want to ask you you've already you've already started to answering them all but I really want to hear this one since you've worked with so many people uh throughout your career millions probably thousands you've inspired so many people uh, from different from different ages I think from different countries nationalities yes. and everything else and tell us what is that one thing that unites them all regardless of all these differences what is that one thing that unites all human beings it is being human <laughs> i'm i'm writing a book i'm coming up with a next book uh, because human resources matter and in that i mean uh, i've uh, you know put an agenda in place for me so how to tell people to be human is the first chapter and the second mm-hmm. one talks about how we can relate humanity to the business that we practice so once the book is out definitely i will uh, you know write back to all of you people i think being human is the only thing practicing humanity as a religion uh, which connects us all uh, i think mm-hmm. that is the best gift that we have got as being human yes mm-hmm. thank you simple answer and it's true because some of us we like forgot about it yes main purpose yes. of the world and to be a human thank you so much and my last question as we are testing the series of six handshakes whom you would like to invite to our next uh, live broadcast uh, to hear your or his vision about uh, of the creative society uh there are two people in fact one is my student and another is one of my client who is a ceo so i've been definitely passing this handshake to them uh because i think we work on a similar lines 
uh, our uh, minds think like of for being human so this will be featured in your section mm-hmm. so Thank you so much. Thank you for all your inspiring answers. And we've talked so much today about the Creative Society project. And I would just like to mention to our viewers that you can find the full information about it, everything we've talked about on our official website of alatreunites.com. And also there you can join this wonderful project and participate in any yes. way you want or can. Because as we've talked today, you know, no effort is too small. You know, every effort counts, even the tiniest contribution, because it's you who think it's the tiniest contribution. And you never know how it will change somebody's life, how, what, what, you know, chain of events it will start this you know tiny positive deed or or not tiny again (laughs) so we are welcome everyone to join this project and maybe even join one of such live broadcasts as we are having now and talk to us about your vision of creative society yes thank you so much dr dipali thank you so much to everyone for watching us today and uh, i want to suggest that uh, we listen to a wonderful song that was played or at the recent global uh, history conference the creative society what prophets dreamt of uh, this song has already become a hymn of uh, of humanity it reflects all people's aspiration to live in unity and love in the creative society. So all we need is to just get united all together and build the world that humanity humanity deserves it. Let's watch it.
awake Now we know what is the truth And we know what's fake We are more than 99% Now so we should be not to be All prophets dream of peace and love In pure united hands 